It's the dictionary. 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 Well, hello, word nerds. How are you feeling this morning? What morning is it for you? It could be literally any day past today, which is September 14th at 7.02 a.m. Oh, hello, everybody. My name is Spencer, and um, I'm curious. I've been thinking about doing a little bit of a a rebranding thing, Uh, maybe a a title change to this show, Um, maybe a logo change with a title change. I don't know. It just feels like the dictionary, the title, it's, it's generic but maybe it needs to be a little bit more specific. Maybe I need to put my name in there. Maybe it needs to be something different. Uh, So if you have any opinions on that, go ahead and email me, dictionarypod at gmail.com. You can email me any other thing that you want to say, any comments, questions, whatever. Go ahead and email me. Uh, One of the things that you could email me about is if you have a joke some sort of funny thing to say for any word through the rest of the alphabet, go ahead and email it to me and I will make a note to say your joke and credit you when I get to that word. Uh, You can contact me in other ways. You can call the Google Voice number 917-727-5757. All of this information is, of course, in the show notes. Um, I would love to put your voicemail in a future episode and uh, give you credit. I want to credit you if you're okay with that. You can also comment on my social media posts or DM me. Again, if you want to say something, whatever you want, that's fine. My nose is so itchy. Why is my nose so itchy? I think it's all these old man nose hairs that are starting to come around and hanging out. Uh, so yeah, social media is at Dictionary Pod on uh, the let's see the X, the Instagram, the Threads. You can also find it on Facebook. I think it's just the Dictionary on Facebook. Uh, what else? What else can you do? I know you can rate and review this show. On Apple Podcasts and other places, go ahead and do that. Write up what you think is fair. Write, put in the stars and write something fun. Uh, tell me maybe your favorite word. Something like that. Talk about words. Uh, you can buy merchandise for this show on the Tee Public link, which is in the show notes. You can join the Patreon for as little as $1 a month. That gets you early episodes, and $5 a month gets you exclusives like the video that is currently being recorded right now. I am staring into a camera. Woo! Okay, um, I think that is probably enough uh, for now. Go to my YouTube channel, subscribe to that, and uh, let's see, are there other things, linky things? I think that's fine. The first word in this episode is emancipate. E-M-A-N-C-I-P-A-T-E. Emancipate. I don't know. Uh, this is a verb from 1613. It looks like it is only transitive. Yes. One. To free from restraint, control, or the power of another, especially to free from bondage. Um, when I, of course, you know, we are aware of the Emancipation Proclamation here in the States. Most of us, I think, are aware of that. 
uh, when I was in maybe in junior high or something, um, this was one of my most proud, like, smarty pants moments. I don't have a lot of those. In fact, most of my life is filled with non-smarty pants moments. Um, but uh, th- we, were, we were on a field trip to maybe some museum or something. And I think, you know, the tour guide, the docent, whoever it was, asked our, our class a question. And yeah, I don't, I wasn't very old. I want to say 11, 12, something like that. And uh, they asked a question, and the whole group of us was just silent. And then I spoke up, which was not something that I did at that age. I, I, I thought the, they asked us a question, and the answer was, which I said, was the Emancipation Proclamation. And I was right, and I was like, oh, my God. First of all, this was like, I think I'm right. I'm not sure. Possibly. I'm going to blurt it out. And I was shocked when she said that I was right. Uh, so I was very, very proud of that moment. And I haven't had one since. Uh, okay. And of course, the Emancipation Proclamation was what uh, Lincoln, I guess, signed, put into uh, into the world that said that this, the, the slaves were free. Here in the States in the, what was it, 1865 or so, something like that. Uh, so, you know, that's what this is all about, freeing from bondage, restraint, control from another. Oh, that went on way too long, that whole slavery thing. Oh, just that little thing. Number two for emancipate, to release from paternal care and responsibility... And make sui juris. That seems like possibly a Latin phrase. To release from paternal care and responsibility. Uh, So uh, this, I think, is talking about uh, releasing kids from parental control, parental care. Specifically, it says paternal. So that would be from the father. Um, And make sui juris. So this is all in the very legal world. Uh, when kids are emancipated from their parent, uh, sui juris, I mean, am I pronouncing that correctly? Sui, yeah, you could also say sui juris. Uh, it means of age or independent. The beneficiaries are all sui juris. Uh, they're all of age, uh, so you are making them sui juris. You are making them independent, making them of age uh, when they are emancipated from their parent. Um, even if they're not 18, maybe, uh, depending on the context, maybe they're considered, well, you're, you're close enough, uh, close enough. You're of age. Hmm. Three, to free from any controlling influence as traditional mores or beliefs. Freeing from controlling influence. So these, uh, mores, M-O-R-E-S, I think that's how you pronounce it. Traditional mores in your, in your culture, in your religion, your, your cultural beliefs in your society, whatever society, whatever group you're in, um, maybe you don't believe those anymore as you grow up, as you become sui juris. Uh, you're like, you know what? That's not really how I see myself. I'm not really, that, I, that, that doesn't fit with who I am anymore. So I'm going to emancipate myself from these controlling influences. Uh, okay, the synonym for the whole word is free. Free, yes, that's what it's all about. Freeing. Liberty. Emancipator is a noun. Emancipatory is an adjective. And this word comes from the Latin verb emancipare, which is from the E prefix plus mansapare, 
which means to transfer ownership of. Mansapare, would it be mankepare? That means to transfer ownership of. Hmm, that's, so that's interesting. You're transferring ownership from one to another. No freeing is happening, uh, just transferring. But it looks like when you put the E at the beginning, maybe that's like the out, transferring out of ownership. That's the key part. Uh, there's more, uh, let's see, from the Latin mancaps, which means contractor, from manus, which means hand, plus capere. So mancaps is from manus plus capere. Manus is hand. Capere means to take. So maybe you're taking a thing with your hand. Uh, interesting. Uh, and then there's more at the words manual and heave. So it looks like man caps, that whole idea was taking control, but then you put the E in front of it and it becomes releasing control. That's what we want. We want people not to be enslaved or controlled by somebody else. You can control your own life. Oh, I now have to make a sound effect. Uh, let's go. It's a weird squishy sound effect. Okay, next we have emancipation, noun from 1631. This is the act or process of emancipating, and emancipationist is a noun. The one, so there we have emancipationist and we have emancipator. Are they the same thing? Is the emancipationist releasing people? Uh, are they also the emancipator? Hmm. <laughs> Next is emarginate. Emarginate or emarginate? Huh. Uh, this is an adjective from 1794. Having the margin notched. Having the margin notched. Emargination is a noun, so that would be probably the act of notching the margin. But what, what, what context is this in? Um, the margins, I mean, I think of a word document, a document, a thing that, that, that you're writing stuff in, that's going to have margins, and it's notched. Could this be something else? Emarginate. Uh, this is from the Latin verb emarginare. I think they would say the hard G sound there. Emarginare, which means to deprive of a margin which is from the E prefix plus margin or margo, which means margin. Deprive of a margin. So if you're not... Hmm, I don't really know what context this is. It's very confusing to me. Next is emasculate. Uh, let's see. This, yes, this is the verb. So you would say emasculate, not emasculate. I don't even know if that would be a word. Emasculate is a transitive verb from 1607. One, to deprive of strength, vigor, or spirit. And the synonym is weaken. Um, if you don't know, you know, we're, we're going to get into the etymology, but masculate, masculine, it's all sort of in there. It's all this very, you know, masculine, male sort of energy feeling 
you know, it's we're we're very genderized in this context, but you know, the idea of masculine strength, vigor, spirit, all that, removing that, you're weakening them, the person, the thing, the situation, whatever it is. Number two, to deprive of virility or procreative power, procreative power. So that's the the power to procreate, to create new things, uh, to deprive of that thing, uh, virility, procreative power, the synonym. Oh, this is very uh, specific and visceral uh, and physical. The synonym is castrate. So that is removing uh, some portion of the, well, in this context, the the male genitalia, uh, the testicles, the penis, prob- possibly also, but I think at, very, at the very least the testicles, because that is the specific thing that has the procreative power. That's where the, the sperm is created and stored. Uh, and so, yes, that that's emasculating. Number three, to remove the androecium of in the process of artificial cross-pollination. And we're talking about a flower here. Uh, so to remove, I guess the flower has an androecium. I think that there is a hormone, something, andro-something, uh, that's, that, that's like the, a male thing. Uh, I'm doing air quotes for those who can't see me. Um, I don't know the specifics of that. Uh, you know, does everybody have it? Does it just, is it just men? I don't know. Uh, but in, in flowers, you know, they get, they have an androecium. I guess maybe the male flowers have that possibly. Um, and you're doing that in the process of artificial cross-pollination. So you're cross-pollinating, you're making the cross-pollination happen. It's not, it's not a natural process that the plants are doing themselves. The, the humans are doing it to the plants. Okay. Um, ooh, a synonym for the whole thing is unnerve. Ooh, yes. That's very unnerving. Castration is very unnerving. Emasculate. Yes, this is a word. That is an adjective. Emasculation is a noun. And emasculator is also a noun. Uh, that's probably the one who is doing the emasculating, the one who is maybe d- removing the androecium, doing the castration, or weakening somebody or something else. Um, in general, not a word that I like uh, for a variety of reasons. This is from the Latin verb emasculare, which is from the E prefix, plus masculus, which means male. And there's more of the word male. So yes, you're putting the E in front of it, and that's sort of, it's not the opposite, but it's, it's, uh, it's removing it, taking it out. Uh, that's the idea. The next word is, em- <laughs> I said it weird, embalm, E-M-B-A-L-M, embalm. Embalm or embalm. This is a transitive verb from the 14th century. One, to treat so as to protect from decay. And the thing that you would be treating here in this context is a dead body. Treating it in some way. Uh, it could be you're putting things on it and or in it. Um, the little bit that I know of embalming from watching Six Feet Under 
is that they drain the blood and all of the internal juices. They drain those first, and then they put in a bunch of new juices. <laughs> I think it's called embalming fluid. And that is going to keep it from uh, decaying, doing its natural process. Or it's going to, at the very least, slow it down a whole bunch. Uh, and so, and they may put something out on the top too. I don't know, some sort of lotion or balm. Um, I don't know about that. But you're doing something to the dead body to make it stop decaying or slow decay. It says to protect from decay. I, th I think decay is going to happen eventually. Two, to fill with sweet odors. And the synonym is perfume. Hmm. Very different from how we usually think of embalm. Um, you're, if you're just perfuming yourself, you are embalming yourself. Hmm. Three, to protect from decay or oblivion, the synonym is preserve, as in embalm a hero's memory. So this is just a very metaphorical idea. His memory, you want to keep, keep his memory going on forever. Just like the movie Coco, we want to remember people and things for as long as possible. Embalm it. Protect it. Hmm. Number four. To fix in a static condition. To fix in a static condition. So you're making the thing stop. Stop right there. Stop in the name of love. I'm embalming the thing. Stop moving. Please and thank you. Uh, yeah, you're just keeping it. In the, but you know what? That's the thing about life and energy and everything is that you can't keep anything static. It's constantly changing. Embalmer is a noun. Embalment is also a noun. And yeah, embalming fluid is not in here. I guess it's just... Why? Why do we need it in here? I don't know. Maybe, maybe the morticians would like it in here. This is from... Let's see, the Anglo-French, embaumer, which is from the N prefix, plus bum, B-A-S-M-E, basme, I don't know how they say it. That means balm. It's a balm, it's a thing, it's like a lotion, uh, whatever. There's more of the word balm. But yeah, it doesn't really say, like, what what the original word means in embaumer, embaumer, um... And it doesn't say what the en prefix means or how it's changing things, but yeah, it's a it's a thing. It's a bomb. Embank is next. This is a transitive verb from 1576, and it means to enclose or confine by an embankment. I mean, I think of an embankment. We're going to talk about that next. I think of an embankment as being maybe it's uh, maybe it's by a river, and there's a you know there's maybe there's a little bit of sand, but then it like sort of it angles up. Um, maybe the river has eroded down, and so there's it's angled like that. And maybe there's grasses and flowers and trees up there. So that's an embankment, possibly, and then but you're enclosing, confining a thing. Maybe you're creating an embankment. Uh, to embank something. You're t I don't know what you would, why exactly, what context this is. But let's talk about the next word, which is embankment, noun, from 1786, which is 210 years after embank. How can you embank something with an embankment if the word embankment hasn't been invented yet? 
clearly they existed together in some form, but I don't know why the years are so off. Number one, a raised structure used especially to hold back water or to carry a roadway. So yes, this can also be not a naturally occurring thing, but you can create an embankment. Um, the next thing I think of, uh, for, uh, a human-made thing, are those waterways in L.A. where uh, in, in Terminator 2, we they're very highly featured. Um, there's it's, it, it's like an empty waterway thing with the embankments. They're going up at an angle. And uh, there's bridges, the, 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 the cars can go over them, and there's this fantastic motorcycle truck chase in them. Uh, and so that's, an, that's a, a human-made embankment. Uh, and number two, the action of embanking. So that's, the, we're going to embankment, that's, but it's a noun, it's an action, it's a thing that you're doing. Um... So if you're creating an embankment, or is that an embankment action? I don't know. I don't know. Hmm, interesting. Uh, but I guess maybe when they created the those those waterways, those whatever runoff sewage things possibly, uh, they were embanking because they were enclosing that area with embankments. Embarcadero is next. E-M-B-A-R. C-A-D-E-R-O, Embarcadero. I feel like this might be in a They Might Be Giants song. Embarcadero, noun from 1846. Uh, it says west. Is that western, the western part of uh, the world or the U.S.? This is a landing place, especially on an island waterway. Oh, yes, Embarcadero. I think the context, maybe in the They Might Be Giant song, was uh, San Francisco, which is on the West Coast. Uh, this is a Spanish word, embarcado. That's where it's from, uh, from the verb embarcar, which means to embark. Not embank, embark. So we, you are embarking like on a boat em or getting off a boat. Which one is it? We'll find out at the end of this episode. Uh, and it's from the M prefix plus barca, which means bark, 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 and that's it. Embarcadero, uh, that's the place where, what did it say? It's, it's the landing place on an inland waterway. So the water is going in um, and into the land. Maybe it's like a river, a causeway or something. And then you, the boat stops there and then people get off. Next is embargo. E-M-B-A-R-G-O, first form, noun from 1593, one, an order of a government prohibiting the departure of commercial ships from its ports. They're prohibiting. They're prohibiting the departure of commercial ships. You can't leave. You can't leave. There's an embargo on the embarkment at the embarcadero. You can't leave. Sorry. Why would you do this? Uh, let's see. That's from the government. Sorry, you can't you can't go. Two, a legal prohibition on commerce, as in a trade embargo. This is all about stopping a thing from happening. Three, the synonyms are stoppage and impediment, but especially the synonym prohibition. 
So, you know, back in the, uh, the early 20th century here in the States, we had prohibition on alcohol. And so that would be, that would have been an embargo. It was the government saying no creation of alcohol or distribution is allowed or consumption. As in the example, I lay no embargo on anybody's words. And that is a quote from Jane Austen. I lay no embargo on anybody's words. So Jane Austen, maybe maybe this was written in one of her books, maybe a character said this, and they said, I am not stopping anybody from saying whatever they want to say. I think that's what that's saying. It's a sort of an older way to talk about free speech, I think. If I have that wrong, let me know. I am not putting an embargo on your words. I'm not stopping you. Say what you want. Say what you will. That's it. Number four, an order by a common carrier or public regulatory agency prohibiting or restricting freight transportation. This is, you know, the boats and the trains and all that. Uh, yeah, it's all about stopping. So what does the etymology say? It's from the Spanish embargar. So the previous embarcadero is from the Spanish embarcar with a C. This one is embargar with a G. That means to bar, to stop. That's what barring is. Um, and then anything else? Uh, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. So, uh, yeah, it's all about barring a thing from happening. The boats leaving, the, uh, the things, all of the things happening. The second form of embargo is a transitive verb from 1755. To place an embargo on. We're going to embargo that thing uh, because we have an embargo on it. We're, we're embarging, embargoing it. Embargoing. Is that how? You, yes, embargoing. We embargoed the embargo. It's a very silly word now. The last word is embark. E-M-B-A-R-K. Verb from 1533, starting with intransitive. One, to go on board a vehicle for transportation. Embark is, in this context, I guess, going on the thing. Let's, we're going on a trip, we're going on a trip. Let's embark on the vehicle. Uh, as in the example, the troops embarked, embarked at noon. Embarked. They embarked at noon. I don't know why. It's a funny word. Number two, to make a start, as in embarked on a new career. Ooh, it's so exciting when you're embarking on a new thing. Do we? I don't think people use this word too much in this context. Embark? Embark. Or maybe I'm just thinking about it too hard because it's just sort of a funny sounding word when you say it a zillion times. Okay, those were intransitive. Here is transitive number one. To cause to go on board as a boat or airplane. So to cause to go. So I think you're like making somebody else do this or making something. So maybe, maybe here would be a, a good uh, context for this word. Maybe you got a box or a, a suitcase or something and you got to get it on the plane, on the boat. And so it can't do it itself because it's not sentient. It has no legs. It has no brain. It has no eyes. It can't do this itself. So you have to do it for it. You have to put it on the plane. You have to embark it onto the plane. 
That's what we should be saying when we go to the airport. Em- embark, please embark my suitcase onto the plane. Number two, to engage, enlist, or invest in an enterprise. Uh, so you are so this enterprise, this business, whatever it is, um, you are maybe it's uh, you're helping to get it get it started, get it going. Maybe you're financially investing in it, uh, so you are embarking it, getting it going. Embarkation is a noun, and embarkment is also a noun. So, those were wonderful words. I hope you enjoyed them all. And that's it. Goodbye. No, I'm kidding. Um, we had. I need to pick a word of the episode. Do we need? I need a real word of the episode theme song. I think I could make one, or you could make one for me and email it to me. If you have like a theme song, a jingle, something that you think would be good for this show, go ahead and make it real short. Please and thank you. Super short, 15 seconds at most. Go ahead and email me the audio file. I would love that. I can't guarantee I'm going to use it, but maybe. Maybe maybe it's like, uh, how did this get made? Uh, they'll, they'll like play something once in an episode. So, you know, you might get played at least, at least once on this incredibly tiny podcast that nobody listens to. If you are listening to this, go ahead and share it. That'd be great. Okay, the words today were emancipate, emancipation, emarginate or emarginate, emasculate, embalm, embank, embankment, embarcadero, embargo, embargo, and embark. Well, I think... Um, you know, embalming is a very good thing to do if you are wanting to have an open casket kind of situation. Um, but in general, um, you know, I, I very much appreciate the idea of just naturally decaying and becoming food for, uh, for the, the, the living things. Um, I also kind of like the idea of, you know, being cremated and, and having your ashes spread around, but there's no, there's not as much of a natural uh, benefit, a, a world benefit, you know, for the little area with, you know, the little insects and the funguses and stuff like that. Um, you know, so embalming, very important thing if you're wanting to have those open casket situations. Uh, but, 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 I think I'm going to pick emancipate as the word of the episode because, you know, the at the very least the emancipation of the slaves here in the states uh over 200 years ago was a really big deal and that changed a whole lot of things and we're clearly not perfect worldwide we're not perfect but you know we're we're getting better we're getting better so we need more emancipation emancipating um, I will put a link in the show notes for, for uh, the Emancipation Proclamation and that whole situation if you want to go learn more about that. And so I'm going to sing a song. <laughs> Not really. I, can, can I someday come up with a new song? Maybe. Emancipation is really great when you're controlling some people. Emancipate the people. That's it. That's all we needed. I am now going. It's movie time here on the Dictionary Podcast. I'm going to talk about Bottoms. That was a new movie that we saw. Uh, Very, very adult, very sort of raunchy, uh, lots of sexual talk and um it's a it's a story about a couple of uh lesbian girls in a high school um 
And that's all you need to know. And if you um, enjoy silly, funny movies with heart, you should go watch Bottoms. It's great. Uh, okay, that's it. That's the end of the episode. Thank you very much for listening and possibly watching. And this has been Spencer. That's me. Dispensing information. That's my job. Not really. Okay, bye. How did this not get made is a podcast all about the films and TV shows that never got made. In this podcast, we uncover the history of these intellectual properties and walk you through the plot of these unmade scripts to determine if they would have been great or awful. Here's just a few other titles that we've covered. The Beatles' Lord of the Rings, James Cameron's Spider-Man, Guillermo del Toro's Haunted Mansion, Star Wars' Duel of the Fates, Superman Lives starring Nicolas Cage, James Gunn's R-rated Scooby-Doo, and Alejandro Jodorowsky's Dune, just to name a few. Episodes of How Did This Not Get Made can be found wherever you get your your podcasts.